and welcome to another edition of the Kings of Kayfabe podcast. I, of course, is Andrew Ravens of eWrestlingNews.com and Wrestling News Co. And of course, I am joined by my co-host, John of uh, Wrestling Inc. and Low Kick MMA. Man, it's been a day. It's been a week. This superstar shakeup is kind of catching me off guard, man. I'm a little tired today. And uh, I, I want to get your thoughts on the Superstar Shakeup because there's a lot of shit that happened. Um, and it was actually a lot busier than I thought it was going to be. What was your main takeaway from this Superstar Shakeup? The main takeaway? Um, you know what? I actually liked some of the moves they made. Like I said on the last episode, I think you need a decent balance of you know big guys on each each brand. I like the Kevin Owens move to SmackDown. Um, I I like the Dean Ambrose and Miz move over to Raw. Uh, I, I just think, and I like the the women division getting stronger on SmackDown by moving Charlotte over there as well. Um, Mickey James coming over to Raw, Alexa Bliss coming over to Raw. I think it was pretty good. It's really interesting. We're gonna get some fresh new. Um, you know, storylines. I like the tease of Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. I think that'd be an excellent program. Um, but yeah, we'll see what they do with him, man. Hopefully they don't, you know, just stop using some of these guys or whatever because I think they have a chance to do something really cool by just giving us some things that we haven't really seen before since these guys have been on different brands. But uh, I think they balance the roster fairly well. See, and I believe that Raw got a little bit more credit to their moves. I think they got a little bit better of a roster coming out of the Superstar Shakeup. And I think one of the biggest things is is Bray Wyatt, he finally gets, or he will be at least, he'll finally get away from Randy Orton. And, and we'll get to that topic in a minute, and I'm going to rant. But I think that's going to be good for him. Like you said with Finn Balor, I think that's going to be an amazing uh, pro, or, uh, program. Uh, their entrances are going to be good. I'm very interested, not necessarily in her, but just to see what WWE does with her, and that is, of course, Lana. If you noticed on SmackDown when they aired that uh, vignette for her, she did her NXT character. Now, granted, she's never appeared on NXT TV as this character, and she kind of worked as it on the main roster, but she's almost like a, John, correct me if I'm wrong here, almost like a dancer type, yeah. and... It'll be interesting to see how she does, to see how much she has improved, because here for the last, I don't know, year, year and a half, whenever she has time off, she'll go down to Florida, and she'll train at the Performance Center, and then she'll work in it to eat live events. And now that she has been separated from Rusev, it's going to be very interesting to see. I think he'll be okay uh, if they really heal him up and the anti-America uh, stick that he was doing. And, but I'm very interested to see what they do with Lana. Um, the New Day, I'm glad that they're on SmackDown. They were literally drowning on Raw once they lost the tag team titles. They had nothing to do. For God's sakes, they were the host of WrestleMania 33 now. I think they're very talented. We'll get to Kofi in a little bit. I think Big E and Xavier Woods can do good things on SmackDown. SmackDown's tag team division was hurting dramatically. There's only so many times, despite how great their matches are, that you can book the Usos versus American Alpha. I would have liked to seen American Alpha go to Raw 
And the only reason is, just going back to my point that I just made, they just lost to the Usos. Granted, it was a great match, but where do you go from there? They're going to you know, beat a bunch of jobbers, and then they're going to be right back with the Usos if the New Day doesn't win the titles, which I think that's going to happen. I think New Day will go into a program with uh, the Usos, and then the New Day will be champions, and then we'll go right back to American Alpha. And here's my rant, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong here, John. You may have a little different an opinion on this topic than me. I understand that they did the trade. I like the trade. I think it did. Obviously, it was a shakeup, and we needed it. It's almost been a year since the draft. But why? John, explain to me. Why is Randy Orton <clears throat> defending the WWE Championship against Bray Wyatt and Kevin Owens, who was drafted to, or traded to SmackDown, rather, defending the United States Championship against Chris Jericho at the Payback pay-per-view? Explain to that. I can't. And I also agree with you on that. Um, I, I guess what they're doing is a winner takes title to that brand kind of thing. I don't really like that. I think once you change brands, you should be out of the picture. But that, I mean, that's what they're doing. I would have much preferred them, Randy, to start feuding with someone else on SmackDown and then Bray getting into his program with Finn, which I'm expecting to happen after uh, the pay-per-view passes. But I'm... I'm. I, I wouldn't be too surprised if uh, Bray brings the title over to Raw, just given that I don't expect to see Brock on TV for a while, and I don't expect him to defend that title until WrestleMania, maybe SummerSlam. I, I just don't expect him to drop that title until WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. So that's why I think they want to bring the t the big title over to Monday Night. And maybe a trade down the line and send Roman to SmackDown. I don't know what they're going to do with this. But I would not be surprised at all if they bring the WWE title back to Raw. See? And I and I think a lot of people... I love you, John, but I have to disagree with you on this. There is no way in the great states of the United States that Bray Wyatt is going to win the WWE title at payback. There's no reason for it. And to allude to your point of bringing the WWE Championship over to Raw because Brock Lesnar's not defending it, and he'll probably keep it till WrestleMania, so what? Titles are props. They don't mean anything. To the fans, they do, but in the eyes of the WWE, they, they don't mean anything. You keep the WWE title on SmackDown. That's all good, and that's what they're going to do, but I just cannot see them having two main titles on Raw. And they're sure as hell, at least I hope they're not. They're not going to create a third main title. I don't see that happening. I like the fact that they have created a brand split. Splint? Yeah, split. <laughs> it's a damn split, John. All right? So you have one show with one roster. You have the other show with their roster. You have your pay-per-views. And then four times a year, you have a co-joint show. You have your, your Royal Rumble WrestleMania, Survivor Series, and SummerSlam. That's it, and I don't really like it. I had flashbacks to the, uh, I think it was back in 2011, 12, 13, where, and even up to uh, last year, where you had both rosters working. Uh, it was one big roster, right? They worked Raw and SmackDown on the pay-per-views. I just, I don't like that. I like two separate shows. 
And with the Owens-Jericho, I'm perfectly okay with it. But, and it, it'll lead to back to Orton and Wyatt, you have a situation where Owens, yes, he's granting the rematch to Jericho, which, if you look at it in storyline sense, it makes all the sense. Jericho needs a rematch for his title that he lost at WrestleMania to Owens, and you book it on that pay-per-view. But there's two matches on this card that the fans, other than yourself, John, no offense, <laughs> know what the outcome is. It's pro wrestling. Why people bet on this sport, it's not even a sport, why they bet on this entertainment, I don't know. I don't get it, but they do. You're already telling the outcome of two matches on this show, which are two programs that will be hyped up leading into the show. Owens is going to retain. He is obviously going to go to SmackDown. Orton is going to retain, and he's obviously going to stay on SmackDown, and Bray Wyatt will go and do whatever. Uh, hopefully he'll go into a, a program with Balor, but I just don't like the booking of it. I just don't. Um and this is a story that I'm very interested in getting your take on, and this is the whole JBL bullying story. Uh, if y'all have been living under a rock, and maybe in Canada, JBL allegedly bullied Moro Ranallo, who was the previous SmackDown Live commentator. John, when this story first broke, what was your opinion on it? I mean, I have mixed opinions on it. I'm, I'm kind of on the boat of people are a little too sensitive these days. Um, but then you hear things about Morrow having dealt with depression for, you know, quite some time now. So I see both sides. And, and JBL is from Texas, as am I. And it's it's uh, down here, we're, we're not really like that. We're not really the sensitive type. We We like to joke. We're very, you know, rib friendly over here, um, and 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 it can it could push the envelope sometimes, but it's still, you know, rather friendly. Uh, it's not meant to do, you know, meant any harm or anything like that. Although it may seem like that sometimes, but just down here, uh, the the whole perspective is people are a little too sensitive these days. But I do understand where Morrow is coming from uh, with his depression and whatnot. I've witnessed it firsthand uh, personally. Uh, so I know what he's going through. Um, but yeah, uh, I would have to say that when it comes to someone dealing with depression and you're trying to rib them and stuff like that, maybe, you know, pump the brakes just a tad. Um, as far as him losing his job and everything like that, I think that's a little overboard. Um, just because, you know, this is Morrow's decision to leave. I don't know. I'm not back there. I don't know if Morrow's tried talking to him and saying, hey, uh, you know, let's let's try and figure this out or whatnot. But yeah, that that's just that's my whole take on it. Yeah, I I agree with you, and I think people calling for JBL's job it's a little bit overboard. Everyone knows that this guy is an asshole, and while I understand where Ronaldo is coming from, it's it's his decision. His contract ends in August. He could have come back and worked it out with JBL, or not even worked it out, just dealt with it, uh, finished up his commitment, and called it a day. Uh, this is his dream job, so for whatever reason, JBL had to say something severely mean to him backstage. 
or while on commentary when they were off the air. It couldn't have been just over the bring it to the table incident uh, in which he mocked Ronaldo over uh, responding and, and retweeting his fans about his praise and Mamma Mia and all that good stuff. Um, I think the best course of action, not only for WB, but as well as JBL, is just to, A, apologize to Ronaldo in person, or at least in some form of communication, because I, I don't know if necessarily Ronaldo is going to meet him in person or anything like that, but something, a, a private apology, as well as issue a public apology, not only to Ronaldo, but to the fans that he offended. And I think that he's going at this the completely wrong direction in terms of blocking people that not only talk about Ronaldo or use the hashtag FireJBL, but it's very, very obvious that he has pissed off a lot of people. I mean, if you look at the SmackDown incident this past week in Boston, you had Fire Bradshaw chants. You had We Want Ronaldo chants. And then the famous guy, if you all kept up with your headlines, of this guy made a sign and he walked up behind JBL and he got ejected from the arena by uh, local security and... It was just a bad ordeal, but just issue an apology and let's move forward because this story is picking up steam. And I think those who have their heads in the sand and think that this story is going to go away, I just don't think it is. With WB being not only a publicly traded company, a PG rated company, uh, their association with Be A Star, that campaign against anti-bullying and all that good stuff. And with all these news outlets, Sports Illustrated, New York Post, um, and the list goes on and on, it seems like the longer the story goes on, the more days that it passes, the bigger the story grows. So that's my two cents on that. Um, and I, I, this story actually caught me off guard. Uh, it broke on Tuesday night, and that involves one Finn Balor. Uh, and he suffered a concussion on Raw during his single, singles match with Jinder Mahal. And I don't know about you, John, but I think that he suffered the concussion when Mahal hit him with that devastating forearm shot that dropped him like he got shot in the forehead by a sniper. <laughs> um, and, and this is my main point, and I think a lot of people should really ask this, and I, I'm speaking for you on this sense, we are both big Balor fans. I, I think he's extremely talented, not only on the microphone, but in the ring. He's one of the best wrestlers that that company has. But I think at some point, look, I understand that injuries happens in this, in this line of work. Uh, it's a physical demanding job, but is Finn Balor injury prone, John? You no, know, I don't think he's injury prone. I think both instances where he was injured was just, basically at fault of the other person uh you know seth rollins has a, a bit of a history with you know injuring guys <laughs> and and whatnot and i don't want to put all that on him it's a dangerous business and everyone knows what they're signing up for when they get in there so i don't want to put that all on seth but um you know those are two young guys who like to do these high risk maneuvers and put on great matches and you know you're gonna have you're, you're gonna have some injuries when you do that kind of stuff so so i, I don't want to put all that that on seth but Jinder Mahal is a massive man. He has veins on his veins. And, <laughs> you know, uh, maybe that was a little bit on on Finn for not, you know, because it looked a little bit a tad like Jinder was uh, 
pulling back the elbow just a little bit, but he did deliver it with some force. Uh, it, it clashed pretty hard. I, I thought I was watching the UFC for a second. Um, and he went out. I think he went out. I think he went out for a split second. Um, he was knocked out and definitely a concussion right there. But I don't think he's injury prone. And like you said, I love Finn Balor. I'm a huge Finn Balor fan. Uh, I think he's actually the future. I think he's going to be a, a, a top, top guy going forward. Him and Roman Reigns are probably going to be running the ship uh, in a couple years. But um, yeah, I'm really high on Finn. Um, I don't think he's injury prone. No, I think this is just two back-to-back unfortunate incidents that happened. And I think people jumped the gun a little bit when this story came out because it's a concussion. He's not going to be out for months. It's going to be a, a couple weeks max. Uh, maybe keep him you know, on TV on a non-contact role, just on the microphone kind of thing. But um, yeah, I, I, don't think, I don't think he's injury prone. I think he's going to be fine going forward unless something terrible happens. But uh, I, I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, I don't think he's injury prone either. Uh, I agree with you and your statements of where he was injured while in WB. It really wasn't his fault going back to the Seth Rollins incident at SummerSlam last year with uh, with a shoulder and then fucking Jinder Mahal. I would love to hear someone explain to me why they brought this guy back out of all people. He wasn't anything special when he was his first run in the company. He's not anything special this time. And to allude to your point of veins upon veins, this guy is either pumping some serious iron or he is uh, juicing. But my only concern is what does Vince McMahon think of Finn Balor at this point? You know, they gave him a huge push when he first uh, was on the main roster. When he first got called up, he was the universal champion, he got injured. And Vince McMahon has, and you can't really fault him for believing this and going with this, but if he believes someone is injury prone, therefore their push is uh, lessened and their value is decreased. And I just hope that that is not something that happens to Ballard because he is so talented. But I will say this, with Triple H being such a big fan of this guy, I think that helps him in that category in dealing with Vince McMahon and all the suits and ties and all that good stuff. Speaking of injuries and kind of keeping with it, Kofi Kingston. Whoa. This one kind of came out of left field, and I believe this was just a nagging injury that kind of caught up to him because he hasn't worked in the past month or so, and at least in in-ring action. Big E tweeted out a photo last i think friday or saturday yeah friday and that friday thank you sir uh and that sparked speculation about you know (laughs) what happened to kofi and then on monday wb announced on wb.com that he underwent surgery and he had what was it fragments or some shit in his ankle something like um but he'll be out several weeks they said because you really can't put a timetable on that i would assume maybe a month maybe a month and a half it shouldn't be that that long and and with Xavier Woods getting better and better in the ring I always thought that he was an underrated uh guy he'll carry the love with old Big E as long as Big E will stop doing those damn spears through the ropes and he lands on the floor on his shoulder good god <laughs> I don't know what that big man is thinking but he needs to stop someone needs to pull him aside and address the situation because I love that spot but I cringe every time I see it Kofi Kingston I don't think he'll be missed and I, it's kind of sad to say so, but I think he'll be okay. Yeah, um, and, and I think the the biggest, I think 
I really do think that Xavier Woods is uh, the the core of the new day because he really has just the, the gift of gab on the microphone. I really um, in, enjoy his work on the mic and in the ring. He's 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 very he's very solid in the ring as well. But I really enjoy him on the microphone and Biggie. You know he brings the even more of a comedic effect to them because of just that little dance he does when he puts his hands behind his head and swinging his hips and everything. He's in his little, he's in his zone. Uh, that that always gets me going. So, uh, yeah, Kofi as well. You know, he, he has his moments, um, but I think he's more of just the in-ring presence to that group. I mean, uh, Kofi can put on a really good match himself. He always has those moments in the Royal Rumble where he he almost gets eliminated, but not quite he rolls on a chair, he lands on his hands, he does something crazy to stay in or, or whatever. Um, so he's more of the, the in-ring guy to that group, I think. But um, like you said, I hate saying it myself, but I kind of agree with you to the point where I don't think he'll, he'll be missed terribly. Um, but yeah, I think I think the New Day is going to be just fine going forward with him being on for however long he's out. Yeah, and, and switching gears here, and... I might have said this on last week's podcast. I know I definitely tweeted it out. So make sure you hit those links in the description where we lay out all the social bullshit, please. We got the Twitters and the Facebooks and all that good stuff. Everything you need to know. But anyway, cheap plug. Uh, I tweeted this out, and I kind of want to get your opinion on this. The Hardy Boys. I strongly believed when they were in talks with WB, they would negotiate a deal where they did not have to work live events or at least a select amount of live events, similar to a deal where Randy Orton has, where he works, you know, uh, three weekends out of the month or two weekends out of the month or, or whatever, or he takes a month off from live events at their age and with how their bodies are. I don't like the fact that the Hardy Boys are working live events. And trust me, I get why they are. I just don't like it. Obviously, having the Hardy Boys on the ads to promote the event in your little local town is going to and you know, it's going to attract people to go and attend your events and spend their hard-earned money on your event, which live events are so much better than TV events, it's not even funny. I just don't like the fact because I think it's, A, going to affect their in-ring work, and I think they're going to get beat down real quick because you have to understand this. While they did work select indies, they weren't working necessarily four days a week. They just weren't. Um, You throw in their indie schedule along with their work in TNA, or Impact Wrestling, as we should call it now, because it's not TNA. Granted, it is TNA, but we shouldn't call them TNA but it's still not TNA. I, I, I don't get it. Impact Wrestling. <laughs> it's still Impact Wrestling. I'm waiting on the day where they slap a Global Force Wrestling logo and call it a day, but I digress. I don't like the fact that they're, they're working live events. Not only, just like I just said, where it will hurt them in the long run with their bodies and it'll wear them down, but you also have to think about this. Not necessarily with Matt, but definitely Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy gets burnt out, and you cannot blame him. Who wants to be on the road that much in WB? My God. Uh, He gets burned out extremely easily uh, on a WB schedule. He's already had uh, two stints with the company. They run about four to five years. Granted, his first run was a little bit longer than that because he was a job guy, but I digress. 
he doesn't work for WWE for long periods of time. And I think if they only work TVs and pay-per-views, I think that would help him out so much. And by Matt Hardy tweeting out that they would be working Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday all this weekend, I think that's too much. Am I going overboard here, John? No, I, I completely agree with you. At their at their, at this point in their careers, and just the the chances that I know Jeff likes to take in the ring, sometimes I think it's a little much. Um, I think they should just be strictly kept on Raw and and nothing else. Maybe if you want to bring him out in a live event for, I don't know, a squash match or just to get on the microphone, fine. Every now and then, but I think they should be kept primarily just on TV. Um, I don't want to see anything happen to them where one of them gets hurt and, you know, that kind of ruins the whole dynamic of having them together and then that huge draw. But individually, I'm sure that they do well on their own as well, but it's just so much bigger when you have them both. So, um, yeah, I, I would keep them strictly on TV, but it, I think it's a little too much of a workload for them at this point, especially Jeff, who, you know, ha- has had his fair share of problems in the past. You don't want him getting, you know, over overwhelmed or anything like that at this point so uh, I, I would i would tone it down a bit i am extremely sad i am john i'm sad you know why i'm sad john i am sad because we did not get a wedding on tv <laughs> wb missed out on this fucking opportunity yeah. and i am mad i am sad it's a gloomy day in oklahoma for me <laughs> dean ambrose renee young they got hitched, and we didn't get to see it on TV. Wrestling weddings are usually horrible. <laughs> but who doesn't like a good train wreck? I know I do. Let's hop aboard. Where's the conductor when you need it? All right, in all seriousness, I was actually a little surprised by this. Uh, I knew that they'd been dating for uh, the past couple of years. And, you know, when you hit a certain you know milestone in a relationship in terms of years— at least the women do, uh, you expect, you know, a marriage proposal. Not only did Dean Ambrose get on one knee and present a ring, they got hitched. They are married. Uh, I'm a little caught. I was just caught off guard by it. I, I saw Renee tweeted out, and I, I saw Ambrose wearing a ring on, on Raw, and I didn't really think anything about it. I don't know why. And then Renee, she was wearing a ring on SmackDown. John, are you upset as much as I am that we didn't get a wrestling wedding between Ambrose and Renee Young? Um, I just don't know who would have come out to interrupt. I mean, you could have had the Miz do something. You, you know, that's that's about all I could think of right now. I think I, I don't think you're gonna have that dynamic with Matt Hardy coming out to interrupt Kane and Lita, or Triple H coming out to interrupt Test and Stephanie McMahon. Those were two really good ones, but. Um, as far as a, a wrestling wedding, uh, I, I just couldn't see too big of a of a pop happening with this right now uh, between them two. Uh, there's, you know, people are starting to slowly turn off from Dean Ambrose, and I'm one of those people. I, I, I just it, his gimmicks about run its course for me at this point. And uh, Renee Young, you know, she's she's very pretty and everything, but she doesn't she doesn't spend too much time on actual TV. You mainly see her on the pre-shows and talking smack and and raw talk and all this. Um, so there may be a few people out there who who are not a hundred percent sure who she is exactly, but um, 
I so you know I don't think they should have done a wrestling wedding or anything like that. But as far as uh, the the marriage itself, yeah, I was I was taken aback by it. I I, I, I for one, I didn't even know they were dating that long. Um, I knew they were dating. I just didn't know it was that long. And I was surprised that they weren't engaged for a while. I, I guess they just went right into it. But hey, more power to them. I guess. I mean, to each their own, I guess. But yeah, it, it did take me it did take me by surprise when I when I saw that tweet. John, as you were talking, my gears they they started moving. <laughs> I have an idea. Actually, I have two ideas. And before I get to those, as a little teaser, I agree with you in the sense of you are a little bit drawn back from Dean Ambrose on TV now, and I don't necessarily know why. He puts on some kick-ass matches. If he'll cut down on the comedy a little bit and be a little bit more serious, because, you know, he is insane. That is his character. And I get the comic relief. It kind of ties into that. But no one, I don't know. Unless it's really good comedy, I don't want comedy in pro wrestling. But that's just my opinion. But here's to my point. A, they could have done a bar wedding. That would have been perfect. Therefore, you didn't have to have anyone come and get involved, and even if you did want someone to, you know, attack Ambrose or whatever, or ruin the wedding, then you could have done that, but a bar wedding would have been perfect, and the only reason I say that is because Dean Ambrose always makes these references to being, you know, drunk or beer or anything like that, seems like an alcoholic, insane person, everyone has their problems, he can have his, and do not be surprised, since Renee Young is on Total Divas, that they don't air a fake wedding on that show because they love weddings on that show. Holy shit, do they love weddings. I'm man enough to say, I watch Total Divas. You know why? Because it's entertainment. It's fake as hell. It's scripted reality TV. But it's funny as hell just to see all these people that are not actors trying to act. It's entertainment. Why not? And because I have to write about it. So I feel like if you have to write about something, you need to know what you're writing about. But I digress. <laughs> Switching things over, and we're about to get it on fire. We're going to throw some fire onto this podcast. Kane, he's going to be a mayor. <laughs> Do you know how bad I would love to live in Knotts County, Tennessee right now? Walking around and seeing Kane in a suit. He's back to corporate Kane. Good God, him and his slacks. Oh God, I just want to. I just hope that he wears his elbow pads when he's doing all these. Uh, what would you? I guess a campaign. Yeah, he is campaigning. So yes, I hope he is full corporate cane with his clipboard. He's running for mayor. I love the fact that wrestlers do something with their lives and get into a new career once they get out of pro wrestling. Because no doubt, Kane is on the. He's on the heels of his career, and he's had his insurance company uh, that he runs with his wife, and you have to give his wife more credit than he in running it just because he, he was on the road for so many years. I love his Facebook videos that he posts on his insurance uh, company Facebook page. Like, he'll break down insurance. It's fantastic. I feel like I'm having a one-on-one -on -one with Corporate Kane, and I know Corporate Kane wasn't a big deal back in the day, but I absolutely love it because... Come on, man. Kane's wearing slacks. Would you want Kane being your mayor? Hey, why not? The big red mayor. I mean, 
You, you <laughs> wouldn't. You no one would want to fuck with you if you had him as a mayor. That dude's huge. Um, but no, yeah, he. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how. I'm not. I don't follow politics super super closely. Um, you know, I'll watch the occasional you know newsroom every morning, something like that. But I'm not too too invested in it. I don't know what his stances stances on things or anything like that. So I don't know. I don't know what his whole deal is. I do know that he's been in, uh, involved in politics for quite some time now, and it's something he's pretty passionate about. So you know, I wish him the best of luck. And, and if he does if he does win, I'd love to see him choke slam his opponent uh, onto a table or something like that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, that that was crazy to, to see that he was going to run for mayor. That was. Uh, that was something, man. So I mean, I'm sure there are a ton of uh, McCain fans over there that that'll be voting for him. But uh, and I'm sure that's probably the only reason they will be voting for him. But uh, <laughs> who knows? Who knows uh, if he can pull it off or not? I think Rhino, uh, who is also politically active, tried running uh, this last election cycle, and I think he came up a bit short. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I, I I do think that he was sh- uh, he lost whatever he was running for, but. Um, so yeah, I, I guess you know there are some wrestlers out there that are interested in, in running for office, and the Big Red Machine is one of them, and he's looking to become the Big Red Mayor. Man, that should be another slogan for him, man. That is perfect. Yeah, I think <laughs> Rhino. I could be wrong on this. I know it was in Dearborn, Michigan. He was, he was either running for Congress or Mayor. I think it was Congress. I could be wrong on this. Kane has always been someone who has talked about getting into politics. He he really, really likes it. I think he'll do very good at it. He's very, very in, uh, uh, very smart, and he just he has a way of breaking things down. Like I said, I watch his uh, entrance ad videos just for entertainment because he's very entertaining, and you learn shit about insurance. And I think as an adult, we all should be learning about insurance for some strange reason. You never know. Uh, but I think he'll do very, very well. And the upswing for him is all the expectations for him and his political career is compared to Jesse Ventura. He can he can do whatever he wants because it's going to beat Jesse Ventura when he was um, – what was he for in Minnesota? Yeah, I think he was Congress. I, or he was governor. He was governor of Minnesota. <laughs> oh good god whoever let that crazy yeah. i respect what he's done for pro wrestling but i think he is a lunatic i don't agree with a lot of what he says and i think he has turned into a reality star but i digress <laughs> all right y'all i gotta get out of here i'm gonna go eat some chocolate cake or something like that <laughs> that is it for this week's podcast thank you john for uh of course co-hosting and making this show suitable to listen to and uh Click all them links in the description below. Thank you for the support, and we will talk to each other next week so y'all can hear. Take care. All right, see you.